Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Court Martial Clemency. Sir, the press is waiting. The officer, sitting behind his desk, sighed as he acknowledged his aide. In a few moments, he would announce a difficult and unpopular decision. It was times like these that the officer recalled what his grandfather told him many decades ago. The sea, like life itself, is a stern taskmaster. The best way to get along with either is to learn all you can, then do your best, and don't worry especially about the things over which you have no control. The officer took one more glance at the large file before briefing the press on a decision that the public would not like, especially the families of the sailors who are lost in the sinking of the cruiser USS Indianapolis. The ship was returning from a secret mission successfully delivering special cargo. A false sense of security, combined with a lack of an underwater detection system, made the ship an easy target for a Japanese submarine. Within 12 minutes of the torpedo hit, the USS Indianapolis disappeared under the sea. The last American warship sunk in World War II. Only 316 out of the nearly 2,000 officers and sailors aboard survived. Among the survivors was the ship's skipper. After the war, an investigation led to the skipper's court-martial. He was charged and found guilty of hazarding the safety of his ship through an area in which enemy submarines might be encountered. In an unprecedented move, the Japanese commander of the submarine who sunk the USS Indianapolis was called to testify. The officer closed the file. He and others had warned against the court-martial but his superior felt obliged to sanction it, to quiet the press and satisfy the families of the men who were lost. The officer took a sip of coffee, rose from his chair, and opened the door to the reporters. The officer reported the court-martial's findings, informing them that the court-martial members and the judge advocate along with senior officers, recommended clemency for the skipper. The skipper would receive no punishment from the military. The secretary has approved these recommendations, the officer told the reporters, and the sentence is remitted in its entirety, releasing the man from arrest and restoring him to duty. When the officer opened the floor to questions, one of the reporters asked, 
Has there ever been a court-martialed officer in the history of the U.S. Navy who was later promoted to flag rank? The officer grinned, a twinkle in his eye, and pointed to himself. Here's one. The officer recounted how, as a handsome, self-assured man, very early in his career, he grounded a torpedo boat destroyer on a sandbar in the Philippines. The accident was completely avoidable, but the officer had failed to account for tidal variances. He did not shirk from reporting his costly mistake to his superiors, and he was court-martialed. Due to multiple factors, including his flawless record, the officer was spared more severe punishment and only received a reprimand. That officer, standing before the press that day, was the chief of naval operations, a man from a small town in Texas who grew up wanting to serve his country as a soldier in the army, but when that was not possible, accepted an appointment to Annapolis. He left town before his high school graduation, which perhaps makes him the only person in history to receive a high school diploma in the uniform of a five-star fleet admiral. The Commander-in-Chief for the Pacific Fleet in Pacific Ocean areas during World War II and the man who accepted Japan's surrender aboard the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay, an officer named Chester William Nimitz. And for this week, that's the word. <laughs>